0: podcast with your hosts Miranda and Razi, a podcast for both new and established estheticians to learn and grow your business. So let's get this shit started. the summer months which means things are going to look a little bit different in the treatment room for some of your clients. So today we're going to talk about some of the treatments
1: that you can do during summer for your clients and also things that you should keep in mind while doing some treatments Because summer is just one of those times where you have to be extra careful
0: when performing any advanced treatments. So welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Razia. And Miranda. Let's start by talking about consultations during summertime because they're going to look a little bit different than the rest of the year. We have to make sure our clients are fully aware of the aftercare involved with each treatment. Such as if they're doing something like a peel or microneedling, laser facial, anything a little more intense, more aggressive we want to make sure our clients can really follow that aftercare so that we're not damaging or compromising their skin in the process of trying to make them look beautiful. Yes.
1: Me and Miranda today are actually on 4th of July weekend mode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We actually had Tessa scheduled for our podcast today, but unfortunately she was feeling sick. So we had to reschedule. And today when we're doing this podcast, we're like, Oh my God, we are actually on a vacation mode. Like a, we have brain fog. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: we have a brain brain vacation fog. brain
1: fog. Yeah, definitely. But I we really want to talk about this um summer treatment stuff because I think last week Miranda did um did a peel. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> she did a peel, and we were going on a walk. And usually, like we, she was wearing a hat, wearing sunscreen, completely protected. And when we were on the hike her face was looking really red so we decided that you know what we need to talk about this thing in the podcast because if we're making this mistake i'm sure like a lot of other Mm -hmm. people might also be making this mistake during the summer one thing even 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 though there are treatments that you can do no matter what time of the year even chemical peels can be done and as long as you're taking care of your skin but sometimes just taking care of the skin for seven days could be a little bit difficult especially like if it's like warm summer day you want to go on a walk or hike or yeah. on the beach like it's just really difficult so one thing um that is really important to keep in mind that staying away from sun not just from the uv rays but also the infrared rays like the hot heated rays is what caused, all, caused a lot of issues so think of like going out in the summer while you're having a chemical peel done it's like going in a sauna. So right. the heat is the major factor that you would want to avoid because you can actually promote more hyperpigmentation, trigger those the melanocytes to increase yeah. more uh, melanin. And that can actually cause more post-treatment complications. So please keep in mind that if you have a client who is actually getting any kind of chemical peel, especially by a repeal, even though it's like a very mild peel and very effective peel, you can still have post-peel complications. So keep in mind too, let your clients know about this uh, treatment that you need to, like, make sure they are protecting their skin, not going in the sun at all at any cost because that is just going to, yeah. like, cause a
0: lot of damage. Or even if a client just does not have AC at home or any means to cool down their house. We live in Oregon, so a lot of people don't have AC. They just kind of live in, like, a little fiery hell for a few months, yeah. like, until it's over. So that might be something you talk to your client about too. Do you have access to cool off? Can you be in a space where you're not gonna be hot all day, hot all night? Um, Sweating. Yeah, sweating. Heat causes inflammation in your body too. And that's something we want to stay away from when we're already doing these treatments. So those consultations during summertime I think are even more important than regular time of year. Yeah, than the regular time of year. Also, people are going on trips a lot. There's the pool, there's the river hiking, camping on the weekend, vacation. So we really want to make sure that our clients can take that time and be okay with being inside, not going out and doing things. You know, if their friend invites them to a river in two days, are they going to be okay saying no and missing out on something? These are really important things to talk about and just be on the same page. If they cannot do those things, let's do something else and get back to these treatments at a better time in the year.
1: What are your favorite treatments to do during the summer for someone?
0: Yeah, I love hydrofacial in the summer. I think it's just a great treatment. Most people are either getting more oily, getting debris dirty, or they're getting, like, dried the hell out. Yeah, what about you? I really like Fire and
1: Ice Facial, honestly. And I, I, more than that, I think I like DMK. So I think DMK yeah. is a really good treatment for overall any time of the year, but especially in the summer because it really does help, like, bring that fresh nutrient blood to the skin and I think it's um it's a unique different way um, for clients to experience a treatment it's not just a massage and everything yeah. it's also something like unique so they do understand that okay I'm actually getting more than just a facial so it's not just it's not a facial it's like a skin revision therapy I focus into like doing something for their skin that's actually going to benefit them more. So for me, DMK is usually the option that I go with. So anytime I have like a client who's like um, looking into doing advanced treatments, I put them on DMK, especially throughout the summertime. Yeah, I am not a big fan of actually doing perfect derma peel, even though I have said it in the previous podcast that you can do peel any time of the year. Absolutely. But my thing is that are people going to be as vigilant and as, like careful when mm-hmm. it comes to like taking care of their skin would they be actually following the post-care treatment like our protocol actually 100% to the t they right. don't because they forget things should happen totally. you're going on a hike or walk or whatever and then you just like caused extra problem so just to be on the safer side i avoid any kind of like aggressive peels. Yeah. I think biora peel would be a good peel to do in summertime. I just did it yesterday, um, even though I'm not going out or anything. Yeah. Um, My skin feels just fine. I don't feel anything. I feel like I did like a light glycolic exfoliation. That's all I did. That's how good it, this peel is, especially if your skin barrier is protected. You can definitely do this peel and not even feel like something worse is going to happen.
0: So yeah, DMK would be it for me. Yeah, I, I actually like the idea of DMK during the summer because it's such a universal treatment. It can really be done on anybody, and that, like, natural glow that you get afterwards is so nice. Your skin feels yeah. so great and rejuvenated. It's perfect for just maintenance during the summer, for one, but also before an event, DMK is, like, to die for. Yeah, and I think, like, DMK is one of those treatments that
1: heals the skin internally, like, repairs the skin mm-hmm. internally, strengthens the linger-hand cells. Those are the things that you actually want to focus on when you're doing treatments. Something that can go deeper than your skin layers, like something that can actually fix the problem internally. So when I want to, like, kill two birds with one bow, like that's what they call it, one bow or one arrow,
0: two birds with one stone. (laughs) Two birds with one stone. But you know what? Bow, arrow, whatever it is, we got them. Two (laughs) birds down. (laughs) down.
1: (laughs) Two birds down. When you're trying to take two birds down, you're trying to like find that one treatment. That can be effective, and for me, I think um, DMK would be the one that I would suggest Yeah,
0: you Yeah. And if you don't have DMK, maybe you have something um, that can give similar effects.
1: Sarcadia. Sarcadia yeah.
0: has the oxygen treatment. Yes. That's one of the ones that people can do. Actually, the oxygen, oxygen is so going to be
1: best, especially during the summer.
0: Yeah. I um, think they also have the Botox um, facials, too, which are a little bit similar to those two. Yeah. Um, I'm not super familiar with it, so don't come after me if I'm wrong, but... There Are other options as well if you don't have super safe summer treatments? They're very easy to get a hold of. Just talk to but us, some create us. your own. And yeah.
1: Sometimes you can actually create your own protocols, and yeah, that's, that's what true. the customiz- customization, not <laughs> customization.
0: Gosh, guys, this brain fog is real this morning, and we've had coffee and breakfast so. Still. I I don't know. I don't know. The
1: customization, I feel like, plays a huge role. You need to Mm -hmm. understand, like, what your client actually needs during that time of the the year, you know. You should be able to look into the skin and be like, okay, the hydration is not good. Maybe the barrier is not looking good. So what do I have to do? A lot of the treatments from, uh, what is it called, SkinScript Rx, they have so many enzymes and, like, so many masks and things for summer. I mean, you can customize a facial around that. Throwing your LED light, dermaplaning, mm-hmm. a deep tissue massage, and basically doing like a lymph, uh, lymphatic, uh, drainage massage—that is something that people absolutely love. And in the summertime, you can take it slow; it's completely fine. Now, would I be doing a microneedling on somebody if it's needed? Yes, I would be. But now, then they cannot go out, and that's something I right. tell them that you just gotta stay home, gotta be in the cool place, take care of the uh, your skin for after- basically like five to seven days after the treatment. Then you want to go somewhere, do it. Now, the problem is that not many people are going to be able to just completely compromise about it. I'm not going in the sun. My clientele is a little bit different because I have all the Indian Desi clients and we do not like (laughs) going in the sun. So it's a win-win for me. I can do those treatments and tell them, stay home. They will be completely fine. So you also have to understand your demographic. If your demographic is from Oregon... Uh, Let me tell you one thing about Oregon, guys. People love to hike here. People love to go out here. We don't love being outside. We don't go that much into like clubs and like things like that. But when it comes to hiking, when it comes to going on camping, Mm -hmm. all of that nature stuff, people do it here. So understanding your demographic is definitely going to change how you perform those treatments and how you customize your treatments in the treatment room. So keeping that in mind would be absolutely very crucial.
0: I think when you don't understand your demographics, sometimes you just end up doing things that are just not good. Yeah. And I think sometimes as estheticians too, we get used to our clients and their skin. So you kind of have this routine that you're doing with them. It's really important to check in during every season of the year, not even just summer. Obviously we're talking about summer today, but every season of the year, check back in, see what's going on in their lives. What things do they have coming up? What can they really handle right now? And, be really good about and just be 100% upfront with them let them know what they need to do afterwards and come up with a plan from there if it if it looks different than you guys thought that's okay if they can be at home move forward with what they wanted to do
1: every time when my client comes I like to do something different just to keep things fun in the treatment room I had a client back in Dallas and every time she would come she'd be like every time you do something different what is it that you're doing I'm like I'm still focusing on treating your skin, but I want to make the treatments more fun for you. I don't want to do the same things every time and it gets boring so that's why like the goal for me is to actually do things in the treatment room to make it fun and exciting and for my client to actually be like oh cool at this time we're using like um probably ice gloves on my face or maybe this time (laughs) using microcurrent like something unique and different to stand out and that is what customization does for your treatments when you are customizing everything it's like for every client's need and depending on what the client loves I have clients who love massage so even though I'm not a big fan of doing massage but when I know that my client loves it I throw it in there I would be just like doing a hand massage or something like that or scalp massage just to make them feel extra special make this time a little bit fun as well um
0: that's just uh, my take on it you know and on that note if you don't have a lot of those little things in your practice um like the ice globes per se or rollers or anything like that um I do want to say California skincare supply is like the easiest place to go and get equipment Skincare, um, all of those little tools and extra things. So if you need something that's easy for you to access, get an account with California Skincare. It's it's very easy, and they have tons and tons and tons of stuff on there.
1: Now I do see that there's definitely a divide in our industry in terms of like doing corrective skincare and also doing holistic. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong to do something in between. I'm not a big fan of, like, I don't get, like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to do, like, the mostly massage and, like, relaxing facials. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that I want to do it. It doesn't mean that I won't offer it for my clients to elevate that experience. Being a hybrid of, like, both is the best option. If you're 100% medical, like, you know, if you're 100% just, like, corrective skincare, and you're not doing anything extra to elevate that experience, it, it might be, like, a situation where you might not get those clients but it's a personal personal choice i know that people like who would only want to focus on medical and i know people who want to only focus on holistic i personally like to stay in between those yeah to me too. to basically serve both client base like i said i'm not going to be super excited about it <laughs> um but that doesn't mean that i won't do it or i don't right. enjoy it. that's also those kind of treatments are i think um piece of content as well a lot of people love social media to see the massage videos and like using gua sha and just doing yeah massage on all of that there's nothing wrong in adding more in your in your services just to like diversify everything
0: yeah I agree something else during summertime you're going to want to make sure you're talking about with your clients is letting them know that if they get a sunburn before their appointment make sure they're letting you know that as soon as possible you don't want someone showing up to their appointment with a sunburn of any type because then you can't do the treatment now you're out of that time out of that money so make sure your clients know that they need to be contacting you in a good amount of time to let you know hey I have a sunburn we need to reschedule my appointment that way you're not wasting your time you're not wasting their time so setting up that expectation in advance is really important and I know you would think that people would just have common sense and let you know <laughs> that they have a sunburn and know that their skin can't be treated with a sunburn. But if you're an esthetician, you know that a lot of people do not think yeah. of these things and it's okay. So just make sure that they know those things so that they're aware and we're not wasting anybody's time because sunburns are going to happen, um, but obviously we can't work on them.
1: Also, one thing to make sure like you avoid a situation like that is during your consultations when you're basically like booking your clients or like maybe rebooking them after their treatment just ask them hey are you going on a vacation this week or do you have a plan uh, of going on vacation after the treatment or before the treatment that is going to give you a little bit of timeline of like what's going on if they are for example going on beach for like a couple days or they're like oh yeah i have actually a camping trip coming up with my friends and we're going for camping for a couple days i'm like you know what let's not then book the appointment that week maybe we can book it yeah a couple days after like maybe five to seven days after then we can do it next week that would be a good way to avoid any kind of like sunburn issue even if they don't reach out to me I would Mm -hmm. actually be like you know what it's been like seven to ten days like there's no need for them to still have the sunburn so great but still it does not mean that they won't go to under the sun or anything you just have to still like communicate but that's also one of the ways you can actually minimize it that doesn't mean you completely avoid it it's just like
0: yeah minimizing the
1: chances you're right
0: it is so important during the summer to just be in your client's business a little bit and be asking them like really what do you have going on like tell me everything you're doing this summer tell me all your trips all your camping all your hiking like send me your itinerary yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. literally though you do kind of just have to be in their business so that you guys can create a proper plan
1: it's also going to increase the chances of you end up having like a bad google review for your business yeah because clients are nobody is actually going to be like oh it was my fault i didn't do it like people are usually ready to jump on the esthetician and be like yeah she burned my skin yeah but they would never be like oh i also fucked up i didn't follow the protocol I didn't right. follow the aftercare. I didn't take care of my skin. They never think of that. The first thing that would come in their head that this person is going after destroying my skin. First of all, I don't know why would somebody think that way. Like, that would be so stupid. Like it's, it affects our business. Why would we want to do that? Yeah. I I think I read a review somewhere on on an esthetician something, and they were like pissed off about the fact that their skin burned or whatever. I'm like what like your esthetician is not going out of her way to burn that your right. skin like you need to actually also figure out what actually happened because if somebody is a acne specialist or chemical peel specialist they have done so many of those i'm telling you they're not going after ruining your skin right. it could also be like on you as well like people don't understand that it's 50% The job that they do in the treatment and fifty percent is on the client. Yeah, the result is not hundred percent in our hands. But once you're out of the treatment room, how you treat your skin is on you.
0: Yeah, that doesn't fall on us. So sure. And it's always important to take your before pictures and your after pictures before treatments, after your treatment. It's always important to make sure you have those consent files signed and on file at all times. But during summertime. Really make sure you are being 100% doing all of this because that will save you a lot of trouble if anything pops up. Make sure those consent files are there. Make sure you have all the information that they're needing before and after documented. Take a picture of their skin before their treatment. Take a picture before they leave after their treatment. Check in with them two days later. Do all of the things you need to do that way. If someone is trying to say that you did something wrong you have all of these things to support and back yourself up. And then you're not questioning yourself also. Cause it is hard not to question yourself when somebody's yeah. having an adverse reaction. Cause yeah. then you're like, Oh my God, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? <laughs> uh, and yeah. And that actually you hit a really good point where you said that you have to check
1: in with your clients every, after every, like after their treatment, two days yeah. after the treatment, that is something, a protocol I have like created for myself. Like um, we learned that in Atlanta face and body where Every time the patient would be like done with the treatment, we would done, be done with the surgery. Uh, next day, Dr. Whitaker used to call them. And then we would also call them. Yeah. And that was our protocol. Like every Botox filler, facial, any laser client, any face, uh, facelift clients or body treatment clients, We would give them a call. Hey, how are you doing? How's your? How do you feel today? Do Mm -hmm. um, do you have any questions for me? And all of that. Just like first of all, it's gonna make them feel very special. Yeah. It's always nice. First, I always do like give them a call. If they don't pick up, I just leave a voicemail. But after that, if I don't hear back, I send a message to them. Yeah. That first of all, it's gonna make them feel like okay, this person actually does care. Yeah. They're taking time out of their day to reach out to me. They don't have to. They're not getting paid to do this, but they're giving me an exceptional, uh, exceptional. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, like a really good service, you yeah. Know? Uh, so totally. yeah, and second of all, it's also gonna open a conversation for you and your client if they, in case, have any uh, complications or anything that's in yeah. their mind. And it honestly has happened many times with me when I reach out to, to a client, especially a client who has first time got a chemical peel, and I reach out to them, Hey, how's your skin doing? and they're like, Oh, by the way, I had this question, should I do this? and then I'm like, I wish you would have sent me that yeah. question before, but I'm glad I reached out. You probably
0: wouldn't have asked me and you probably would have went through with whatever you wanted to do. Right. It can end up being a little extra work for us as institutions, yeah, but keeping that line of communication open can save you a lot of trouble down the road, especially after an advanced treatment, because mm-hmm. a lot of times in that first five days, there is some funky stuff going on. And if someone's not had a chemical peel or microneedling before, they might get a little bit panicked when they see a little swollen spot on their face mm-hmm. or redness or their skin starts peeling so when you open that line of communication then they can tell you like hey i have this concern and then you have them come in so you're catching their concerns right away they can come in and you can be like oh that's totally normal but you know what here's um here's a mask you can take home with you to help calm it down or let's let's ice roll you for a minute or you know whatever it is you need to do to make them feel a little bit better make sure they know that everything is normal if something's not normal You can also catch that at the time too. Yeah. Yeah. I think having that communication open is key. Even though you are going to get a little bothered, (laughs) you're going to have to spend a little extra
1: time, but it's good. But trust me, it doesn't, I feel like you have like six, seven clients. And for example, like most estheticians do have six to seven clients a day. So if you have something like that, it would take you maybe 30 minutes to talk to each one of them for five minutes. So it's okay. Like, but that's something we signed up for. By the way, you said, uh, something about like something not normal, and it reminded me of the point we were talking about that you
0: were gonna say. Look for oh yeah, look for what yeah, look go ahead. for abnormalities on their skin. I mean, it is summertime. If somebody has um, a bunch of moles or freckles on their skin, like be be conscious, be looking at those things. If you see something that looks funky, don't touch it. <laughs> like yeah. don't put a peel over a dark mole that is looking a little strange to you if you feel uncomfortable looking at something let your client know and then just don't touch it go around it do a different treatment don't ever put a chemical peel laser don't do anything that's going to change the way something looks because you are putting your client in direct danger if they did have a precancerous or cancerous spot that now can't quite be detected we're not dermatologists you know but we do have a responsibility to be checking their skin when we're looking at it touching it and letting them know if we see anything that's concerning to us I actually had a client come in the other week that had a spot on her cheek that was really bothering her she's one of my longtime clients and we've done peels on her laser facials we've done pigmentation removal on her um she had this one spot and when she was texting me she goes it keeps kind of like inflaming and going down it's coming up and going down I said okay well come in let me look at it and it was like kind of scaly kind of flaky and I was like we're not doing a treatment today I need you to book an appointment with a dermatologist and yeah. let me know what they say and so she had to book an appointment it was two weeks out and then she actually hasn't had the appointment yet so I don't know what came of it but it reminds me of Khloe Kardashian yeah oh yeah, my gosh she ended up having like a skin cancer in yeah. her
1: face and it can happen to anybody you know like even yeah. though if you are wearing sunscreen it's like not 100% of a protection it definitely yeah. can happen so especially in the states that it's really hot for example Texas is really hot Nevada these are like places like extremely hot with the heat so the chances are higher absolutely it's higher even in like Oregon as well but yeah people sometimes think that okay it's cloudy I don't need it um because they don't feel the infrared rays but uva uvb is definitely there yeah so it's your job to just be extra careful and mindful of like what's going on and just pre-checking their skin just making sure everything is correct before you actually proceed that's why i like to add extra minutes in my schedule for every client even though it might take me an hour to do a treatment i add like an extra 15-20 minutes just to be sure that in case if i have to like Reroute or change something, yeah. or or change the treatment. It's always like a possibility, so just keep that in mind. Not during
0: summer only, but overall, but yeah, mainly all in the time. Yeah, but summer is a good one because you're gonna notice these things. Or maybe you live in a state that is super sunny all the time. When that suns out, you're gonna start noticing things a little bit more because they're gonna get darker. Yeah, darker and inflamed. And just don't be afraid to tell a client like, "Hey, we can't do this treatment today. I just don't, I don't feel, feel comfortable." comfortable. Like, you know, you might lose out on a little bit of money. They might be a little upset they didn't get something done. But if you're following your gut and you're you're always doing stuff within your comfortability and being safe, it's going to have the yeah. best results for you at the end of the day. And they
1: will appreciate
0: you, honestly. Yeah. Like, if I, for God forbid, like, if I have,
1: like, a precancerous cell or or somewhere and my, uh, my esthetician says that, oh, you know what, I cannot do the treatment today even though I so bad want it. But when I would go and find out that, oh my god she saved my life, I'll be actually very grateful. I wouldn't be pissed at right. her. So don't be scared of like following that gut feeling and just be like, you know what? I'm not comfortable doing this. Anytime if I see that there is something that is a little bit crazy, I'm like, I will immediately just assume it's cancer. So I'm just going to treat yeah. it as a cancer cell. So that's yeah. what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be
0: like, mm, no, maybe it's not. But think about maybe it is. Yeah and it can be uncomfortable, like telling a client, Hey, like, I think you have something that looks a little concerning to me, but there are ways to like, gently do it. Just really come from a good place in your heart. Like just be the caring person you are and just let them know, like, I'm seeing something that's just not quite sitting right with me. I'm not a professional. I always say I'm not a professional, but this is just making me a little uneasy. I think that you should consider getting it looked at.
1: Yeah. It's it's our job as aestheticians. I mean, we're not like we said we're not dermatologists. We're not diagnosing you, but we're just alarming you that hey, be careful and watch for this shit. Yeah, you know?
0: totally. So some things that you can take from today's podcast episode is one, reevaluating your consultations during those hot months, making sure that you're having realistic conversations with your clients. Make sure you have an idea of what their summer is going to look like, trips etc. aftercare, all of those things. Also keeping in mind what
1: treatments would be safer to do in summer and what are not gonna be safe to do in summer. Like we talked about Biore peel, DMK, hydrofacials. Doing a customized facial is also safe. Just uh would try to steer away from a little bit stronger treatment, especially like mm-hmm. green peel is something that I don't usually recommend during the summer. Not because Not because that you can't take care of your skin. Someone can absolutely do and follow the aftercare. But the problem with uh, with the green peel is that it gives a very prickly feeling. And especially when heat is there, you actually feel that prickly feeling even more. You feel like there's small, tiny little needles under your skin. So clients might feel very uncomfortable. I would not personally try to do it on them. So that's something you should keep in mind to avoid. And also doing perfect derma peel or peels that can actually cause longer down times, I would like to avoid those just to make sure my client is actually enjoying the summer. In some yeah. states, you might have like maybe two months of summer or even less than that sometimes. So yeah. it's a very limited time for them to enjoy that time with their family. Re-evaluating your treatments and right. just making sure which ones you're doing. And also we talked about keeping an eye for any kind of funky crazy mole out there and not doing a treatment on them and that's all we have for this episode honestly guys it's summertime we are ready to just take a little time off from uh working and just enjoy the july 4th weekend yes um well by the way happy 4th of july everybody wear
0: spf (laughs) wear a hat take your spf with you drink water get in the shade anyways guys keep glowing keep growing Bye. Bye.